Hello, and welcome to another episode of Magic to My Ears. I'm Abby Filsinger, and this is the podcast for everything and anything Disney. Today, I'm very excited because I'm announcing that I have a new co-host, my good friend Grace from last week. Say hello, Grace. Ooh, hello again, folks. <laughs> Thought it'd be more fun than me just talking at you guys. So <laughs> today, we're going to be talking about Disney villain sidekicks to kind of go with our last week's topic of Disney villains. Uh, it's just going to be top five this time instead of list that we had last week <laughs> that turned into like <laughs> more villains, more time, you know, it's fine. It, it works. <laughs> <laughs> and without further ado, let's jump in. All right, let's jump in. Do you want to start us off, Grace? Co-host? <laughs> yeah, let's do this. So who is your right. number one sidekick? My number one is the duo that everyone knows. You gotta laugh with him. It's pain and panic. I.e. my nicknames. <laughs> so I had to have in my life. And they had to be the top. Can't think of Disney villain sidekicks without thinking of these guys. They're perfect. They have a little bit of evil. They look ridiculous. It's fantastic. I love them. They're, I mean, they're fantastic. I mean, just their their opening when they run down the stairs, and you know, Pain trips on the stairs and pitchforks himself, and then Panic comes down the stairs and is like fidgeting. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. It's like he's had too much coffee. He hasn't had enough. It's the perfect duo. <laughs> you see, I've always been known as the Panic of like a duo. So I can only really relate to panic. <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm clumsy enough to be pain, so it's oh, perfect. perfect. Okay, I think we have our new like, uh, like Disney villain sidekick uh, duo here for our podcast. Halloween, watch out! <laughs> <laughs> I would say we would do it for our listeners, but the word "listener" implies that you can't see us. So. <laughs> right. Just try and get a nice image of green and purple makeup. It's oh god, <laughs> but so, <laughs> you're welcome for that image. I I can't with that image. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like, what what do you think about them as like your favorite thing besides just their their crazy antics? Like, do you have a favorite line? Do you have? I love the classic sneaker scene. You know, Hades is looking over everyone, <laughs> and all of a sudden you hear. <laughs> And it's like, what is happening? And he's like, thirsty. It's just that moment just shows such humor. And it's it's nothing scandalous. It's not dark at all. It's just really silly. Like, I could see two of my friends having an argument. And I'm over here, like, sipping the tea, you know, just, like, enjoying myself. It's like the Mandalorian. Baby Yoda's just staying there with his little bowl of soup. Watching the entertainment. So glad. What's the very? It's very much so the same vibe, and they have so many of those moments. But at the end, it's like their main guy, you know, their villain is drowning in souls that he has taken, and they're like, eh, if he gets out, you know, he might not. 
exactly it's like they have an air of oh my god i'm terrified of this guy we gotta do what he says you know we are worthless worms yeah. when they have the advantage they take it every time and it shows that like they are little devils that's what they are and they act like it sometimes so they actually are decent psychics i mean they're completely incompetent <laughs> but that also makes for a good psychic you know at least in the world of disney I mean, I don't think you can really have a competent sidekick, because I think if you had a competent oh, no. sidekick, that would be, like, menacing, not as, like, funny. It defeats the purpose. <laughs> it's a, it completely defeats the purpose. You, you can't have a... That's just the rule there. You can't have a competent sidekick. Right? If they do something 100% correctly, you're looking at the wrong person for the villain role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Doesn't work. Doesn't nope. work. What about you? Um, for my, for this is actually in order this time. So my my favorite one is the hyenas. You know, Ed. Ah. Oh my god, I I can't with those hyenas. <laughs> A lot of people love that trio. Why why do they stand out so much? Well, I think it really stems from Ed mostly. Mm -hmm. Because let, let me just just paint you a picture. <laughs> All right so from the movie when Mufasa first shows up mm -hmm. and they go, oh, oh, this is your son? I, I didn't know that. Did you know that, Ed? And he just like nods his head. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, it just like that, that'd be me in a trio of villains. I'd be the one that stupidly like, just like, yeah, I knew. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was supposed to be a secret. I didn't know that. <laughs> and the scene, of course, um, when... At the end, it's a little more menacing, but when they're saying the scar, when he's, when they're, you know, about to eat him or whatever they do to him, and they're like, oh, I thought that you said we were the enemy, Ed? And he goes, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> Best impression yet. Thank okay. you for that. <laughs> Not really sure what that's about me, that I can do a great Ed impression. <laughs> you got a cheers, Mina. List of useless things I'm able to do. <laughs> Isn't that what the skills list is for? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I love I love them, and I think the puns also. When Shenzi says when they're first deciding what to do with Nala and Simba, and they're like, "Oh wait, wait, get me a cub sandwich." Yes, that okay. That scene, or whenever they do with Zazu, is very entertaining. Oh my god, Zazu. <laughs> I mean, he gets tortured so much, but it's so good for the joke. <laughs> so worth it. It's all worth it. Not to Zazu, but to us, it's the audience. <laughs> and that's what matters. Ugh, I mean, that was the only issue I had with the live action Lion King, was that the hyenas weren't as funny, and they were a little bit creepier looking. Mm, well, they are honestly kind of terrifying. I don't care what you tell me. Oh, they're just big dogs. They laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no, hyenas are scary. <laughs> They're terrifying. I mean, the fact that, like, I feel like if I went on vacation to somewhere in Africa and I heard that in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. I'd probably be like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to go over there. <laughs> Simba save me. <laughs> Simba save me. No, Mufasa save me. Yeah, <laughs> too late for that one. <laughs> no, they ain't going to do one. Stop it. <laughs> what too soon this is this is a partnership 
<laughs> this is friendship, not not destroying dreams. <laughs> I'm sorry, am I already fired? We're not ten minutes in, and I've already lost the gig. <laughs> I think that'd be a new record. That would be quite impressive. In the middle of a, like, say we were actually live, like in the middle of a live show, you're just like, yeah, uh, my co-host is now fired, so I'm <laughs> solo. <laughs> I'm going to be speaking to only you. <laughs> you don't need her. No, you don't. You don't need her. It's fine. <laughs> Just practically beg you to be my co-host. It's fine. <laughs> well, my apologies to all of Lion King fans. And I don't know how that came out in that way. <laughs> and that's what got me the gig, folks. That right there. That, that pretty much, he's not wrong is the voices that she can do because I cannot without sounding just like a psycho <laughs> really well, just slipping into this doesn't make me a psycho oh well mm-hmm. <laughs> I should use it on my next date maybe I could be able to find a man oh please don't do that <laughs> <laughs> begging you <laughs> like Speaking. I love you but like <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that it might not be the best thing Probably not, would not highly recommend. No. Mm. All right. Fair enough. Qualities that you have. <laughs> Coming up next, dating advice with Miss Abby herself. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really short show. <laughs> I have no advice to give. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, continuing along the lines of finding a man, <laughs> Mr. Smee. From, you know it, Peter Pan. I'm sorry, are you are you comparing getting a man to getting Mr. Smee? Yes, because he is the he is the perfect man, Mr. Smee. And let me let me explain to you why. Let me I I can see your face. I know I'm not convincing you. Let me convince you. All right. Oh, okay. Here's this guy, right? He's stuck on this ship with a bunch of pirates. In a striped crop top and a little bed hat. Smoozing mm-hmm. around, singing his little shanty. Mm-hmm. His crazy boss comes and says, we gotta get this kid. Okay. <laughs> because he somehow led up to the events of me clumsily getting my hand bitten off by a croc. But that's not important. What's important is that he took my treasure. And Mr. Smee is just looking at this guy and says, let me get you a cool towel. Let's soak your feet in some hot water. I'm going to help you out here, bud, with a smile on his face every time, at every turn, at every shenanigan and antic. Here comes Mr. Smee, like a little puppy dog. (laughs) With the funniest little voice he's fantastic he's not evil by any means but he is he is in the way that he's totally fine with this his boss dude going after children because of some vendetta vendetta i was like what's a vendetta 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 (laughs) (laughs) he's just plus he's just adorable mr smee is adorable Listen, my dad dresses up as him for every Halloween, and it's adorable, so you're not wrong. No, listen, I, I love Mr. Smee. I do. I don't attribute to him being the perfect man. Like, you still need to no. stop. 
I said finding a man. I never said perfect. True, but you said, speaking of finding a man, Mr. Smee. So to me, that sounds like the, the goal is to get yourself a Mr. Smee. I'd like to retract my statement. Previously. <laughs> the court is in session. <laughs> but no, he's a, like, if I had to talk to anyone on my list, mm-hmm. right, be like, let's just chat about your life. If I had to interview anyone, I would interview Smee. Because he would bring a lovely dinner as he talks about kidnapping children and fairies. like And soaks your feet while you're... And soaks my feet, you know. So you hear that, guys? If there's any men listening to this, Grace's <laughs> ideal date is to have a nice dinner while soaking her feet and discussing kidnapping children and fairies. Did everybody get that? Is that... No, you? no, no, no. Hang on, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't... You know. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, it's been fun co-hosting with you. Um, but I have this other thing. <laughs> I'm not getting arrested <laughs> for what I say on the air. Um, I'm gonna go over here now. <laughs> Thanks. It's been fun, everybody. No, I think I can hear a faint siren actually. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your second favorite? <laughs> Let's move away from Mr. Smee, because now I'm even questioning my own list here. Okay. <laughs> <What's your> favorite? <laughs> uh, my second favorite is Wiggins from Pocahontas. Oh. I mean, he's adorable. He's so cute. He has, like, those little buck teeth, and he's like, has a little ponytail. And he's a drama kid. That's all he is. <laughs> and those were half my friends in high school, so therefore... Makes no, sense. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and the... The things that he does is something that I would do. Like when he walks into, um, uh, what's his face? Um, Radcliffe. Radcliffe. (laughs) (laughs) Walks into Radcliffe's tent and he has the the fake arrow sticking out of his head and he goes, I, I made it myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's pretending to be like dying. And he's like, it's fine. I made an arts and crafts in the middle of the world. Like I said, drama kid. It's perfect. But that's something I would do. Like, I'd be in the middle of the wilderness somewhere, and, like, I'd be like, Let's, what can I make out of all this stuff? Ooh, an arrow's flying by my head. I'm going to make something out of that. So instead of going crazy, find yourself a Wilson coconut. Or yeah. a volleyball. I was going to say, I think Wilson's a volleyball, but go on. <laughs> You'd find an arrow, say, hmm. The gag has not yet been invented, but I shall invent it. Hey, listen, I never said I was a sane person. <laughs> That's not my claim to fame here, and anyone who knows me, including yourself, will attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> he is a very fun character, though. He adds a nice sense of comic relief mm-hmm. compared to the very flamboyant, you know, horror that is his boss, essentially, in a way that it's not like you know, fall on my head, slip on a banana peel. It's not slapstick. It's just like, it's like you're just a sweet little theatrical kid who got strung up along with this. (laughs) I mean, you have to wonder, like, what his backstory is. Like, why be friends with this man? Because remember when Radcliffe, he's staring in the mirror and he goes, Wiggins, I've never been a very popular man. And Wiggins pops up from behind him and goes, I like you. Like, why? You what? just pop the movie, you say, why? You, why Why are you obsessed with this man who is about to try and enslave an entire race of people? 
or try and wipe them out when both of them are bad. Like, why Why are you looking up to this man who's about to, like, kill all of these people and destroy the environment? Doesn't sound like a role model. The dog is cute. I understand. But, like, is the dog <laughs> enough to keep the gig? Yeah, you see, that's kind of like saying, like, you know, you have, like, this relationship and you're like, yeah, like, they yell at me all the time and, like... You know, we never do anything fun, but their cat is really cute. Like, it's not enough to like, stay in the relationship. <laughs> it's a decent point, however. <laughs> no, I do love Percy. Percy, he's a winner. I mean, he's a pug. He's a flipping pug. He's a pug. He's a pompous, pampered pug. But then at the end, when he has the little the little feather hat on. Oh, it's adorable. I want a Percy. Like, there was this thing on Facebook that said if you could only adopt three of the Disney dogs mm-hmm. who would they be and one of them for me was Percy <laughs> like yeah. I'm sorry I want that dog oh definitely like I want a dog that's gonna sit in a tub of bubbles and eat cherries <laughs> like, I didn't even think the dogs liked cherries <laughs> oh my gosh I forgot about that scene <laughs> <laughs> when he has the little the, the thing of bubbles yep. on his head and oh my god it's hilarious, and it's just like, oh my god, you're more stuck up than I am about a bubble bath. I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> Grace loves her bubble baths. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not gonna deny it. No, hey, same. I mean, I, I get in that bath, and I, I put on my jazz music, and I'm like, do not disturb for the next hour and a half. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, there will be hell to pay. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so just now, I'm gonna be not able to unpicture you being Percy in the bathtub just a little, a little now i'm a dog <laughs> i would have used a different word but i'm trying to keep this pg yeah. <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're welcome well i think we established that you're pain and i'm panic so you're so instead of being two devils you're only one so that's better <laughs> true so you're pain and percy oh that rhymes pain <laughs> the two p's Hey, listen, I don't make the rules. Uh, uh, I didn't realize that there were rules. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, this gets off track so fast. (laughs) My apologies. It's so good. (laughs) So anyway, Wiggins is an adorable theater kid who ends up with this pompous, um, racist, bigot, bigot in Virginia. So... That's where we'll leave that. Who's your... <laughs> there you go. Summed up. Boom. Summed up. In one, one word. One sentence. <laughs> if you don't take a breath. It is just one word, right? That's how that works. True. <laughs> yeah. And I talk really fast so they can kind of like blur together into one thing. <laughs> it's fine. And who is your third favorite? Number three is Monamila Foo. <laughs> <laughs> from Beauty and the Beast because I just can't not I love Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. all aspects of it and I just LeFou is just such a character mm-hmm. that and I know for him yes and I know that we're focusing on the Disney animated films mm-hmm. but just him in the live action how they tweaked it a touch mm-hmm. Just made me like him even more because he, they gave him somewhat of a conscience, which I appreciate. Yeah. 
I also like him, though, without a conscience. Like, just him in the snow as Gaston walks away saying, you're gonna stay here for God knows how long until they get back. And then he's just like, but, but, and then he turns into a snowman. He turns into Olaf. Turns into Olaf. <laughs> this was great foreshadowing that no one knew until recently. And I'm so proud of that moment. But it's like, he's funny. He has his own wit. He knows his place. And he doesn't try to fight it. Like, with pain and panic, they know their place, but they fight it when they can. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't. He's like, I am the sidekick. You're five times my height, 20 times the muscle. I'm just gonna be over here, don't mind me. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm good down here. I'm good. It's great. He's just as mischievous. Like, there's no good qualities about LeFou, except for in the live-action one. And it's like, I feel like that truly makes him, like, like a decent Disney villain psychic. Okay, fair. I mean, what I will say, I'm going to add a little bit of, um, not foreshadowing. I can't, I can't even think of words lately. Um, I'm going to add a little bit of, like, deep, deepness into this. Um, what I did notice is that in, you know, the cartoon, you know, he has, like, a man crush on Gaston, you know, like a, mm-hmm. you know, like a bromance. Yeah, jealous of the masculinity that is him. Yeah, and then they changed that in the live action for him actually, like, loving him, like, having, like, a real crush on him. And I like thought that dependency was brilliant. On it was so mm-hmm. brilliant. I was like, oh, I'm so glad that they, like, changed that a little bit. Because, like, you could see even in the cartoon, he was like, you're really cool. <laughs> like, I'm going to stay with you. And even if you... Because, yes, but even if it isn't taken as romantically at all, it's just a level of admiration. Mm-hmm that you don't really see with any of the other sidekicks, except for maybe Smee, but Smee isn't even evil or anything. But, like, he has, he looks up to Gaston for all the wrong reasons. Fair. And it's that level that, in the new one, in the live action, they definitely interpreted that in a different way. But even just in the cartoon, there's just, they're, they're dynamic. And... Gaston's dependency on LeFou is fantastic. I mean, his his character development, it's not even character development, it's just his character, like, his aspects are really good. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much, even though, like, in like in the cartoon, I know he's not as deep, I guess, but, like, yeah. you're right, like, if you really dig deep into it, you're like, he has this, like, weird respect for Gaston that yeah. shouldn't be there. <laughs> exactly. It's like, why do you look up to this man? Yes, he's muscular. Yes, the women look at him. He hunts. He blah, blah, blah. And you're not any of those things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's very interesting. Their dynamic, I think, is quite clever. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it that their relationship is very different from what other villains have with their sidekicks. Because a lot of time, like, you know, with Hades, with Pain and Panic, there's no, like, there's respect from them, like you said, but there's also, you know, like, we don't really like this guy. Like, he's, yeah. but he's going to tear apart, parts so and we're going to respect him. Exactly. But, like, he's my boss. I was born into this role. I have no choice. <laughs> yeah. But, like, LeFou is more like he chose this. Like, I feel like he was probably, like, He's, like, the equivalent of, like, in the, you know, 60s, like, the nerd who finds the jock, and the jock's like, here, 
do this for me. It's like, oh, thank you. Yes, I will. You know, so it's exactly. He kind of chose his own misery. <laughs> it kind of makes me think of um, Jafar and Iago. Because oh, yeah. Iago knows exactly who Jafar is. Iago is like just as sick minded. You know, he even jokes about like, oh, yes, master, as he starts sprinting on the wheel. You know, he yeah. knows exactly what the deal is. But he, there isn't that dependency between the two of them. With Gaston and LeFou, there's a dependency on each other. Yeah. Even in the cartoon. Like, there's so, I just, it's interesting. Plus, he's hilarious. <laughs> he is hilarious. He's, there's so many things in the movie that just, like, him giving, like, a look. Like, when he looks at the, I forget what they're called. The the women, they have a name, but I can't, like, the three girls who. Oh, those three. I can't remember what they're called. But, like, he, like, in the bar, they're singing. Mm-hmm. And he like goes like, like has, oh like, yeah, that's the back. emoji face. Yeah, the emoji face. <laughs> Ugh, yes, the drew this. Ugh. Ugh, so gross. Yeah, they're not. I I swear they work at the brothel. I know they never say that, but I swear they do. <laughs> I mean, they mention an asylum in the Disney movie, so why not? A brothel, I mean, right? <laughs> and they are French. <laughs> No offense to any French people out there. We love the French people. No, I love it. I took the language for three years. I have a great respect for your uh, your everything. <laughs> one, of my, one of my very close friends is French, so. There we go. See? Yeah, it's fine. But also, they're probably brother workers. I oh, can't probably. think of a word because I'm, I haven't had enough caffeine. But yeah, <laughs> that, that one scene is also very entertaining. Oh, it's that whole song is so that entertaining. Song. That song is amazing, and I think it sums up their relationship. Oh yeah, like Lefou is willing to do anything to please him. He's like, okay, you want this girl? Fine. Like, just leave me the other girls, and I'll help you get this one girl. <laughs> exactly. It's like those three blondes over there. You don't want them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's three, count them, three blondes. <laughs> oh, Lord. I wish I didn't have that image in my head. Anyway, <laughs> so. What is your, I'm trying to get that image out of my head. What is your number three sidekick? Kronk uh, from I know I don't really even consider him a villain because he turns good in the end and he's just he's not even really a villain to start with he's just her like employee and it's the same as me yeah I mean like (laughs) they're not villainous but technically at least me is still an enabler (laughs) true true I I hate to badmouth your boyfriend but he is But Kronk, like, I know, yes, like, he does technically, yes, he does help poison Cusco, but, like, yeah, I guess he's actually an abler, too. I don't know where I was going with this. There's, (laughs) there's no good way, there's no redeeming that, I don't think. Um, but I do love, you know, he makes the spinach puffs, which is, like, his big claim to fame, you know, he's, He's so pleased with his spinach puffs. And when they go on the, you know, the roller coaster to go down to her lab, and he's like, Yzma, put your hands up. (laughs) (laughs) 
that that would be me like you know just like the your boss like sitting there like cross-armed like this isn't fun me being like i love his personal theme song oh yeah that the... <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> he's like you can't see me if i make a really annoying noise all right i'm going I love when nobody notices that he has a sack and he's like running with a sack that like people are like, oh, it's fine. It's just Kronk being Kronk. <laughs> Plus, I'm sorry. Can we talk about his little, you know, egos on his shoulders? The little devil. Angel, yeah. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about them for a moment? Them alone. Because they're like the sidekicks to the sidekicks. I want an animated short of just those two. I'm not surprised they haven't made one. Disney. I am too, actually. Disney, or if you're listening. <laughs> Get on this, please. <laughs> We're begging you. <laughs> please. I mean, the fact that, is I mean, the fact that at the end they, they do bring to light that they're not actually real, because you're not really sure. You're like, can other people see them, or is this just his thing? Because it's a Disney movie, you know, you never know. But then, like, he's at the end, he's talking to his shoulders, and Yzma's, like, pointing at him, like, what the hell? And he's you just see him like talking to his shoulders, and and um, Pacha and Cusco are just like, mm, I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's such a weird. It's, it's like it's weird. But it's the best scene. It puts everything into perspective. It, it's so good because it it makes no sense, but you just love Kronk, and you're like anything you want, buddy. Like I support you, like, <laughs> like we got you. He's he's such a little. What's the word people use? The uh, cinnamon roll. He's a cinnamon roll. Uh, no, he's a spinach puff. <laughs> yeah, he's he's told. Okay, sorry about the glitch back there. Um, we were having some technical difficulties with uh, Zoom, so um, I think my last. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think my last train of thought was I was talking about the angels on Kronk's shoulders and I was just saying that he's an adorable cinnamon roll. So we're just going to end it with that. That's why I love Kronk. Um, also, I know that was a random sponsorship, <laughs> but hope you enjoyed. Uh, moving on to Grace's fourth choice. Indeed. All right. So for number four, I have another duo because I can't tell who really is the sidekick. They're kind of co-sidekicks from Robin Hood. Because they are just a foot and a half, and I just can't. I just can't. I just... The Sheriff of Nottingham is more of a villain than Prince John ever could mm -hmm. be. You know? He goes around stealing from <laughs> adorable bunnies with that big Beer belly of his laugh. Well, I'm in charge, and I can do what I. Did he, why did he turn Texan? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, he's definitely a bad guy. He has he's something money from the church, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And then when he's confronted about it, he's like, "Oh ho, ho." You're gonna combat me? The face of the law, quote unquote law. 
to the ghettos. Like, I just, plus he's just so dumb. It's just, his ego makes him so dumb. But it's the entire time, and it's hilarious. I love it. Him, when they're trying to do the jail, just that entire scene of him being able to be lulled to sleep. It's just, <laughs> I just love it so much. Yes, good lord. That snake is hilarious. First of all, mad kudos to the voice actor. Because having to keep that character up, like, I would die of laughter every two <laughs> seconds trying to do that. You mean like, like the hissing? Like it's the ridiculous! Like whenever he has to do that, you mean? Yes! Yes! And just some of his lines, him like, when he's in the balloon, and like when he's <laughs> drunk, you know, in the barrel, he's like, but I don't drink! <laughs> And it's like, coming, yeah. coming, sir, it's yeah. Robin Hood. <laughs> he just sounds so sweet and sincere. It's like, look, look, I found him. And Prince John is just such a butt to him. It's just, again, I'm trying to pe- keep a PG-13. <laughs> yeah, call, like... call the character a butt. <laughs> more of the same i guess he's just <laughs> true <laughs> he just has such a personality and i love when the two of them come back after you know robin hood got away and notting and you know sheriff of nottingham's coming in singing the shanty about how prince john is just inferior in every way <laughs> And sure, he starts singing in like his yeah, you know, like whatever that voice is. I just think it's absolutely amazing. Well, and not to mention when he hisses in Prince John's ear, and he's like, "Stop hissing in my ear!" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. They're they're a great duo, and I. It's great. He's just so sassy too. Behind his back, he's like, "Snakes don't." run they slither so there it's like <laughs> really you're gonna try and pull off facts on how you don't have arms or legs to run away you slither like that's your back sass <laughs> really it's just there's just something so cute about him well i love his little hat his little hat with a little feather in it like even the snake is dressed up with the oh, little cape, cape. Yes, you cape. <laughs> i forgot about the cape It's the key. It's like, how does that stay on? And he has like a little night hat when he's in the crib. He has a little night hat. Like, I just, he's adorable. The characters are great. I love that the sheriff is a wolf because it's very, oh, it's, it's really perfect. And I, I just, oh, I love that he's they're so fun. Cradle. Like, he's an adult I snake. Know. Why is he sleeping in a cradle in the king's room? Like, why doesn't he have his own room? <laughs> It's just the funniest thing. Just and that's just the dynamic of it, and how he knows all he has to say is, yeah. "What would your mother think?" And just oh, John is just Baba. hypnotized. <laughs> Mommy, his thumb and pulling on his ear. <laughs> oh gosh, 
Oh, it's so great. And he's smarter than everyone because he's like, it's Robin Hood. What are you talking about? Female bandits? Of course. Or gypsies? Of course they're bandits. What are you talking about? Like, no. you're dumb. Like, sir, he's new. <laughs> Everything. If, if Prince John would just listen to him for two like, seconds. It's, fine. it's all fine. <laughs> you're good. like, oh, they're just great. Because there is an element of villainy because just, it's power yeah, hungry. It's true. Like, they're not as, like, sinister as, like, you know, the other villains who are like trying to kill people but like they're taking money from from families and from yeah. churches and from it's like a whole different kind of sinister exactly exactly it's more of a realistic like we're in power you go against us to the gallows i'm gonna steal from you there you go <laughs> saying if there's a gallows you in know? a Disney movie it's kind of upsetting i know that whole that whole scene is like whoa there disney <laughs> got dark for a second what I kind of appreciate about them because, like, what other threat is there going to be during that time? In this movie, I cannot think of any other conflict that would fit it for the era, for, like, the the timing of the movie, how they could easily create a conflict that Robin Hood could, you know, like, face and conquer in an interesting, like, he's sneaky and smart, but also adventurous action yeah. path, I mean, kind of, you, you know? say that he'd be in jail forever, but yeah, I guess they had to add some other higher stake than just jail. It had to be more, this is an issue tomorrow, not, you know, the next five okay. years. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That, that, no, no, that makes sense. I mean, that, that definitely, that, that, that carries. <laughs> Yeah. All right, who's in your number four spot? Um, actually, Pain and Panic. Hey! They're <laughs> yeah, back. I mean, can we just talk about them a little bit more? Because I will say we missed a few lines of theirs that play me every time. <laughs> when um, they're pretending to be the little kids, and they, they come back to Hades... And they go, Jeepers, mister, I was going for innocence. (laughs) It's It's great. Whoever voiced them, it's so good. Because they're so great. And then the other line is when Meg finds them in the forest. And she goes, oh, how cute. A couple of bunnies, a couple of animals looking for a theme park. And he goes, who are you calling... Um, rodent, no rodents. Rodents looking for a theme park. Who are you calling rodents? Mm-hmm. I am a bunny, <laughs> and, and I'm his gopher. <laughs> and I, and I'm great. <laughs> I love that line. I love them. They're it's fantastic. So I cannot pronounce his name. So it's Matt Fewer. Fewer. It's fewer okay. with an R. And this can't be right. Bobcat Goldthwait. Thwait. Goldthwait. Okay, sounds. I'm. I'm sorry, gentlemen, for destroying your name, but I mean it with all the love I can. <laughs> Who voiced which one? Uh, <laughs> it's. I swear, it's fewer with. An R. It's fascinating. I love the name. It looks fantastic. Um, he okay. did Panic, and then Goldthwait did Gold Pain. Thwait sounds right. Uh, yes. <laughs> but I'm sorry, sir, if you're listening, I don't presume to know how you say your name, but, <laughs> but that just sounds 
better than what we were going for before. So <laughs> yeah, that. Google it, look at it, and then you will understand my pain of trying to pronunciate. Pronunciate. <laughs> mm. There's my excuse. Just what you determine. Uh, no, I mean it's pron- pronunciations are hard, don't they? Used didn't they used to have that thing? I mean, didn't they used to have that thing where it would have like a dash in between everything and like tell you how to pronounce things? Like it would be like um, phonetically, phonetically spelled. Yes, but and this is speaking from someone who took linguistics for a semester and adored it. Who knows the phonetic alphabet off the top of their head? <laughs> I knew it for a semester. Oh, you know, for knowing it for a semester, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> Then the second I could use it in real life, I'm like, <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> like, what are phonetics? <laughs> okay, and then <laughs> that I learned really. <laughs> who is your last favorite? That sounds harsh, but yes, who is your who's your fifth favorite? <laughs> <laughs> All right, rounding out my five is Ka from. Uh, Jungle uh, Book good- with Sheer Khan. He's a good one. I was, I was almost gonna do Helga Sinclair from Atlantis. Oh yeah, because I like her a lot, and I think she's just a basic villain sidekick. It's like he's in charge. He, she's his right hand woman. They go through. He's like, oh yeah, I want it all. Bye, sweetie. <laughs> Drops her to. Doom. She's like, ha Screw you! I'm gonna take you down with me, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while. But do you remember her being being kind of tough? It's so good, and I just love how like her like air of just mm, like she is <laughs> the strongest woman in the room, and she knows it. I love it. I find it hilarious. But I had to go with Ka because of just I. Mm, he kind of reminds me of Hiss. And the way that, I mean, obviously he's a snake, but apart from that, <laughs> he just, he, uh, there's just a silliness. Because mm-hmm. I don't know any other word to describe it. Because Shere Khan, like many of the villains, has kind of a, he would be the king of drama club, but not for the best reason. Like, he'd stab you in the back and trip you to try and get the lead role. Shere Khan is just very theatrical to me. Yeah. You know, he's a he's a good villain. I'm not the biggest fan of him, but he's a he's a decent villain. But I love just how odd Khan. He barely plays a role. He comes in I, what three or four times. I don't even remember. I, yeah, I mean, the only I just watched it a couple months ago, but the only scene I can really pull out of my head is when he's wrapping Mowgli up and crying. and that shows how forgettable he. Yeah, I mean, when, that's the only thing I think I can think of is when he's trying to eat Mowgli. That's it. You know, when he's lulling him. Oh, technical difficulties. So, I don't know. I think he's just a really... I don't know. I think he's just a really fun character. And he just... He, he brings a bit of comic relief. He's not, like, a main psychic compared to everyone else. You know, like the others. He's enough of one that I feel like you think of Jungle Book, you remember him. 
No, it's true. I mean, like, I'm never gonna like you know he's he's in the, he's in Phantasmic. You know they have the big cars mm-hmm. coming down the the stage, and that's mm-hmm. like such a big part of the show. So I mean, I don't. And he has that awesome song "Trust in Me," which Scarlett Johansson sang in the live action one. I think. Oh yeah, did you not see the live action one? I did not. Oh, it was actually pretty good. It was actually pretty decent. Yeah, and Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson was cough, so that was an interesting taste on take taste take. On it. <laughs> I can't talk. I don't know what to tell Guardians you. Guardians so <laughs> You can't talk. It's fine. Um, it's all right. All right. So who fills up your last spot? Uh, my last spot would be Flotsam and Jetsam. From- Ooh. Which you called. I know last week when we were discussing, we were going to talk about, and you were like, it's probably going to be Flotsam and Jetsam because Little Mermaid's your favorite movie. And I was like, no, it's not. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> it's like, but actually. But actually, though. I, I mean, there's. They're the perfect combination because they're kind of creepy, but they're also kind of funny because the way that they talk kind of sounds like an old woman. And it, I, don't, I don't I don't know why that's that's funny to me, but just <laughs> these two eels that have like one golden eye each and they're mm-hmm. like <laughs> sound like old women. Just odd. You know what's funny? I was just watching Room with a View and there's two older women. They're not sinister at all, but they're just sitting there and how they converse is like one will say something, the other one's like, really? You think that's like, yes, I think that because of this. It's like, oh, I can see that. And I 1 million percent see what you mean by they talk <laughs> with women because they banter, but they also finish each other's sentences. And it's like, it's like two old women and the kids from The Shining. I bring them up again. Oh my God. You know, had a child. And it was these eels. That's terrifying. I'm never going to be able to unsee that. Thank you. You're welcome. Have fun watching the movie now. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen The Shining, and now I really can't see The Shining. (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to see Flotsam and Jetsam as, like, old ladies in the twins' dresses. (laughs) I would prefer that. (laughs) Right? Oh, my gosh. They They are fun characters. And they do... They do well... To back her up because like they're kind of afraid of her but like they are also just like we give her power of spying and whatnot yeah. so they have some they have kind of like a foot on her you know metaphorically speaking <laughs> well i mean but she does care about them because remember at the end when triton or, or i think it was triton kills them you know disintegrates them oh yeah my poor little poopsies <laughs> oh yeah she does love them. I think they're like her little pets, you know. Yeah, they're. You know that is a funny point. There's a. There's like, when looking at the animal side of it, they are kind of like pets, but they do have their own large role. Yeah, I mean, they definitely they have their own, like you said, own role in the film because they're the ones, like you said, they spy on Ariel, they knock over mm-hmm. the boat, they mm-hmm. they lead her to Ursula. You know, there's a whole, mm-hmm. you know, without them, she'd kind of be on her own. <laughs> Yeah, be stuck in her cave, yeah. twiddling her manicured nails. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially since she can't really sneak around because everybody would notice an octopus just hanging around. Right. <laughs> I mean, at least in the lake when they knock over Ariel and Eric's boat, it's like, okay, two eels. Like, I guess not very often seen in lakes, but, you know, <laughs> more more reasonable than a giant octopus just hanging out. <laughs> So they were third heels. Heels, heels. <laughs> Even I couldn't properly make that pun. I'm sorry. You know, it's funny. I'm proud of you for that pun, and I also hate you for that pun. So there's, <laughs> a, 
because I'm the queen of puns. So whenever somebody says a pun, it's like I'm like getting like their power. <laughs> oh, excuse you. You are not a queen. Excuse you. <laughs> you get to take my throne from me. Go ahead and try. I said a queen of puns, not the queen of puns. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe it was the the queen of puns. I did not mean it that way. I am not the queen of puns. I am a queen of puns. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. No, no, no. That that, that pun was delightful. That was good one. Somewhere my brother is like sensing a disturbance in the force. (laughs) (laughs) It's the pun. I'm sorry. I mean, he he hates puns with a burning passion. So, (laughs) goodness. So I'm like, oh, that's too bad because you lived with me for 18 years <laughs> maybe that's why <laughs> <laughs> oh it's, it comes for full circle then i see i see how it mm-hmm. is <laughs> so uh yeah that rounds out my list um mm-hmm. those old lady uh eels <laughs> which again sounds kind of terrifying but I'd re- i'm just picturing them with like knitting needles and like the big gray button and stuff you know <laughs> a rocking chair what if, oh, what if they both had, like, those glasses that, like, go down to their nose? You know, like, the little hat mm-hmm. spectacles, like Dumbledore? <laughs> yep. But they'd only have one because the gold eye sees other stuff, so they don't really need it. So there's just a monocle. Oh, that's true. They just each have yeah. a monocle. <laughs> they each have a singular monocle. Just like, well. <laughs> and they both have little sun hats. Oh, good lord. Why do they need a sun hat? They're underwater. Because they do. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> you know what? Sunlight can come into the water. I, you know what? I don't need to explain myself to you. They get <laughs> But this is what a co-host does. They challenge why you're putting a sun hat on an eel. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason you hired me. <laughs> Listen. I think if I was doing that, in act- like if I was actually doing that, like if I had an eel in my lap right now and was putting a sun hat on it, I would hope I would hope that you would question my decision. <laughs> that the sun hat would not be the decision I would be questioning. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this right now. There would be about five others before I even touched the fashion choice. <laughs> I mean, one of those probably being like. Why'd you buy one and then why'd you take it out of the tank? <laughs> Listen, I've done a lot of strange things in my life. It would not be out of character for me to just be ha- just have an eel just in my lap and just like questioning, hmm, this sun hat is a purple ribbon. This one has a red ribbon. Which one would go better? Gold tax on the eye. Duh. But what if it doesn't have a gold eye? What if it's not Flotsam and Jetsam? It's just a regular eel. Then you're doing something wrong. <laughs> What kind of Disney fan am I? I don't even capture Flotsam and Jetsam. I just get some random <laughs> eel at the bottom of the ocean. It's had like a gold contact, you know. <laughs> It'll be cosplay. So you're telling me that you're you're you'd be questioning me putting a sun hat on them, but not shoving a contact into an eel's eye. <laughs> She's speechless. <laughs> Enjoy while it lasts. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> why our podcasts are like an hour long because neither of us can ever cork it (laughs) (laughs) um well anyways is there anything else you want to say before we close out 
You know, I'm trying to think of like honorable mentions like I did with Sinclair, but I can't sincerely think of any other sidekicks that I'm like, oh my God, we need to talk about them. I mean, and I think like that's kind of sad. I will say, actually, hmm. there is one line that Iago says that, my, that yes. my brother and I have always been obsessed with. Mm-hmm. When they're talking about their evil plan to mm-hmm. you know, kill the Sultan or whatever. And- Whatever. and he goes um, Iago says to Jafar and then we drop Papa-in-law and the little woman off a cliff yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe we should talk about Iago because I feel like if you think of Disney villain sidekicks Iago is like the first guy that comes to mind yeah because he's, he's such a different character because I feel like he and Jafar are almost equals like yeah, like almost, except for you know he makes him do like you know the the wheel thing, you know when he's because like, he's a pet. See, and it's a different, it's a different relationship between Ursula and the eels versus Jafar and you know Mister Chatty Parrot over here. Like, <laughs> it is a very different relationship because it is very much so more equal. And Iago is just as maybe not just as bad, but he wants to be just as bad as Jafar, because, like, he sincerely does not care. He's power-hungry, and he's like, hey, this guy knows how to get power. I'm gonna stay with him so that I can have power, and I am the one shoving crackers in the fat man's face, you know? (laughs) So I give him, and he, that bird can hold a a grudge like no woman I've ever met. (laughs) Which is saying something, which is impressive. Which is impressive. What's the whole flamingo scene? Oh my like, god. Oh my god. I was like, what are you looking at, Smack? Yes. Like, <laughs> I mean, I where did know. he get stilts from that look like flamingo legs? Where like, why the be- he has a beak. Why <laughs> is he putting a beak upon his beak? But, the, but his beak is smaller. Flamingo beaks are like long and like pink. I mean, true, but like also. <laughs> I mean, you already have the stilts, so why not go all out and get the beak too? I mean, true, but it also looks like a parrot with a beak on stilts. No, listen. And he wasn't, and nobody, but nobody was even looking at him. He said it from outside, you know, Aladdin runs off, couldn't care less about him. He could have just hidden behind a pillar. Why didn't he dress? Why didn't he feel like he had to dress the part of a flamingo when doing the voice of Jasmine? It's just, it's one of the most nonsensical, there's way too many steps to this plan as it is moments. And it's brilliant. It's bloody brilliant. No, it's, I do love all of the nonsense in that movie because, like you said, they take one too many steps. They go one step too far. It's like you would have had it if you just did one step to that plan and it would have been fine but no we have to add stilts and a beak standing in the water with the flamingos you can't just hide behind a bush or something and a tiny little salt great it was the little details of it plus that his voice i just this is why he's not in my top i adore him i adore his character but i just can't with iago oh you mean a gilbert uh, gilbert godfrey's voice Yes, because I love him. He's fantastic. His voice is amazing. His, just, the strength of the character is fantastic. But I just, I, I can't. No, listen. It, you're not wrong. You're valid. <laughs> you're, you're very valid. 
but there is also a long line of all of other villains who have terrible voices. Even LeFou's voice is kind of obnoxious. LeFou's voice is just. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, except for it's, whining. It's not anything. It's just annoying. <laughs> Yes, maybe that's the problem. It isn't anything. Even Gaston. Gaston has his voice. That wasn't it, but you know what I mean. You know, like <laughs> Gaston has his. It's just Iago's voice matches him, but I just can't. I couldn't put him in my top five because if I had to choose again, I'm putting up this situation to sit down and interview one of these things. I don't want to talk to Iago. Don't make me talk to that thing. Like, just please. <laughs> I would be getting paid enough, you know? <laughs> don't make me talk to that thing. <laughs> don't make me talk to the thing. I mean, like, please. <laughs> I do think I would want to talk to Kronk. Yes. He's, he's so precious. I just want to hug him. And he would bring spinach puffs. And I would be so happy. Right? You would appreciate him for his spinach buffs. Yes. And the fact that he's a teddy bear that's dressed like him. Yes! <laughs> God, I I that is exactly something I would do. God, that tent placement is still one of the funniest things in that movie. <laughs> like, why isn't it over your head? Why isn't it over your face? <laughs> or literally anything other than that foot. That foot. That foot from hip to not even mid-thigh. Like, why is it? <laughs> I just love it. And this is the funniness of Kronk. He's he's so precious. He just You just want to protect him from everything bad. Yes. <laughs> so I guess he's not even really a villain, but he's a sidekick for the first half of the movie, so I had to include him. No, and, absolutely. And Patrick Warburton, I mean... Oh... He does such a good job. And uh, soaring over California, you know, he's the voice of, of the, you know, he does the pilot yep. in the ride. And it's like, you look at it and I'm, every time, even from this, to this day, I always go, Kronk! Because <laughs> it was a role that was sincerely part of our childhood. Mm -hmm. And it was a big part. And that voice made the character. If it was anyone else... It would just be a completely different character. But, like, the heart that he put into Kronk's characteristic, like, just happiness. Even when he was talking about, like, well, you know, we gotta, you know, kill Kronk here. Not Kronk. Not <laughs> 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 Kronk. I mean, Cusco. Like, even when he was talking about that, it's like, I just, there's just something nice about him. No, absolutely. And... He's so endearing, like, when he's repeating the plan back to Yzma and goes, right, the poison, the poison for Cusco, Cusco's poison. That poison? <laughs> he's trying his best. He's trying so hard to be, like, quote-unquote evil. He just, he just can't do it. He can't. He's such a good boy. It's just fantastic. Ugh. So, if there's anyone we missed, please yell at us yes. about it. I would love to know who everyone else loves. Yeah, please send us a voice message or send us a message on Instagram, which is again mag at magic to my ears. Very simple. <laughs> or you can actually message me directly um, at funny girl ninety five nineteen ninety five. I know very juvenile name, but hey, <laughs> that's me. 
It's adorbs. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let us know if we missed anybody and let us know again if you have any ideas for the next topic because we actually haven't gotten that far as to what will be our topic next week. Yeah, let us know what would be fun to chat about. Is there any fact you want to know? Is there any opinion that it's like, I want to be heard? Yeah. Like, let us know time to yell at us i don't mind being yelled at about disney stuff if i am wrong please correct me because i take this is all i have i take pride in knowing everything there is to know about disney so if i'm wrong about something please scream at me profusely (laughs) preferably in one of the following accents french because no american can do a proper french accent Mm -hmm. english because must yep and canadian Yes, any of those accents will do. Any accent really will, but those are the top three. So yes. <laughs> any are acceptable, those are favorable. <laughs> and again, if you send us a voice message, if you, you it doesn't have to go on the air, but if you want it to, we can put it in. You will be on the show. Cue so. magic sparkle sounds. <laughs> you know, I feel like that'd be something we would do if we were like YouTube people. You just add sparkles in every single shot that we had. True, true. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good sparkle? It's Disney. It's required. <laughs> required? Absolutely. It's implied there. All the sparkles and the, you know, that kind of sparkle. It's implied. Use your imagination. That's the wrong fandom. You know what? It works. <laughs> I didn't say it didn't work. I just said that it was out of place. <laughs> I also talked about Joker last time, so. You went out. Over the place. I mean, next up, we're going to talk about who God knows what will come up next time. <laughs> One day we'll just talk about Jurassic Park and that'll just be the end. <laughs> Tune in next time to find out the other tangents we can go down. <laughs> this will go on for a while, folks, so please stop us at any time. <laughs> so, um, thank you for joining us today. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. And I'm so happy to welcome Grace to the family. I'm so excited. <laughs> So any um, any praise you want to give us too is also welcome, <laughs> not just screaming. Please. <laughs> I don't expect much praise, but if there is any, please, <laughs> please, <laughs> our we, we need it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. And again, let us know if there's anything you want to talk about. We will gladly discuss. Grace, anything you want to add? Enjoy your Wednesday. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is Wednesday. I forgot what day it is. is. I don't know what day it is anymore. (laughs) It's podcast day. (laughs) We're going to try and get an actual day set up, but for now, we're kind of just switching around. It'll probably be ending up being like Wednesdays or Thursdays. So just heads up. Once we have a schedule, we'll post it on Instagram and give people a heads up. Yeah, that's that's what I meant to say. That was more succinct. (laughs) <laughs> what I said. And this is what I'm getting not paid for. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not, I, I can't afford to pay you anything. <laughs> I'm not getting paid, so why should anybody else? <laughs> oh, I see how it is. <laughs> paid in puns. There you go. And my there puns are delightful, so you're welcome. There you go. Uh, it's like a time and a half. It's perfect. <laughs> God, I got think of more puns. Anyway, we're going to go now because we're never going to otherwise. So have a great day, guys. And we look forward to uh, hopefully hearing from you. And we'll see you next week. We'll not see you, but you'll hear us next week. <laughs> All right, good night, folks.
拜。